All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Joey Utah Perspective. This is episode number two, and with me today is a very special guest of mine. Uh, he was a good friend of mine when I was stationed down in Barksdale Air Force Base, Louisiana. Um, we actually disconnected for a few years. Our military paths kind of took us in different directions um, with the great Staff Sergeant Jaime Castro. Uh, Sergeant Castro has been through a lot of stuff since he transitioned. Uh, we recently reconnected here on social media. As you guys know, I'm always talking about the power of social media, especially for you military veterans who are listening. Uh, make sure that you guys are using it. It's a great tool to connect with others if you're going through some kind of difficult time in your life. Um, you know, reach out to others, guys, you know, even if you're not a military veteran. So with that being said, I'm going to bring on Sergeant Castro. Um, Sergeant Castro, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Thanks for being here. Uh, so I know we were talking a little bit before we started this episode about what we want to talk about. And you're kind of on the same page as me and just kind of wherever the conversation goes. So with that being said, what would you like to talk about today, sir? Um, you know, I think you, you said something earlier that was, I think, really important, which is adversity, how to overcome adverse, adversity. And it's not easy. It's never easy. Um, but once you get past it, it's such a rewarding feeling, you know, Absolutely. And, and one thing that I'm realizing in life is that it's so much more rewarding when you include others to help you through it. You know, you, this isn't, this isn't a fight for yourself. Like I no longer have that mentality of um me against the world you know it's like it's our tribe against the world and how do we grow our tribe so that that's how i look at it that's how i um persevere over adversity i love that man i love that mentality because um i think that's something that a lot of military veterans a lot of people in general struggle with but i'm going to stay on the theme of military veterans um, because I know so many of us build that tribe that you just mentioned while we're in the military mm -hmm. and we always have someone or, um, maybe several people who we can lean on, you know, to battle adversity. Um, but then when you separate, uh, that all kind of goes away. You, you think you're alone. I know myself, I went through some personal stuff when I got out in 2014 and, you know, I didn't know that I had that tribe. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's really cool that you said that. I think it's something that's, it rings true. I know it to myself, but I don't know if enough military veterans or, or enough people who are struggling realize that, that whatever you're going through, whatever adversity is currently in your life, you're not alone. There are others who are going through the same thing. And instead of making that fight just, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, you versus you, or you versus the world, mm -hmm. why not include others? And mm -hmm. so something I want to ask you about that is what do you think is the, the biggest reason that a lot of people don't include others in their fight, so to speak? I think it's because we all think we're different and unique. We all have this unique circumstance or, um, you know, like some, like you're the only one experiencing that, which is not true. I, I think maybe some of the specifics are, I think from a micro level, it's true, but from a macro level, from a bigger perspective, it's the same, you know, yes. um, where I, and I'm just like mental, uh, mental health, like, mm -hmm. 
there's many different types of depressions, but at the end of the day, it's all depression. Do you treat them differently? Sure. But at the end of the day, it's all depression. So, um, and that's just one aspect of it. And that's my point. That's the biggest point that I want to try to make is um, we could all share experiences and tribal knowledge so that we can all become, uh, so that we can all move forward from where we're trying to, to where we're trying to go. So we're not stagnant, stuck, and feel like we're all alone in this world because we're really not. Like it, it's funny because um, I just started my VA claims, and it's been five years since I've been out. Why did I wait so long? Really, it was the fear of not knowing how to get started on it until I said, "You know what? I really need to address this." And ever since I did, my my tribe has just gotten bigger. My community has gotten bigger, and I'm just so thankful for that. And maybe I had to wait this long um, for a reason. I don't know. But I know that now that I'm being proactive in it, um, that my circle is, is, is growing huge. Like I just met this chief warrant officer at the VA who, who's about to get out in March. And I asked him, so what are you going to do when you retire? And he's talking about doing some incredible stuff like feeding the homeless and, you know, opening up these nonprofit organizations. And I'm just like, man, let's exchange numbers. And he's, he was in the army. I don't even know this guy, but now I do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's just powerful. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. No, that's all right. I think that's great. I think that's, you know, for those of you guys who are listening, who are wondering, where do I find my tribe or Joe, I'm not in the military. I never had that. I don't have that kind of connection with others. Right. Uh, something that is, is, so important with being proactive and with putting yourself out there and getting over that fear of the unknown, as you said, is just do it. Just jump, take that risk and put yourself out there to others because you never know what a conversation could lead to. And I think that's a perfect example of what you just said. You know, you're, you had, you're having a conversation with this guy who's in the army. Uh, you're obviously in the air force. So it's really interesting because I talk to a lot of civilians and they think, you know, they kind of stereotype us. They think all military people are, are the same and, and we automatically know what everybody else is, uh, you know, does for a living. But mm -hmm. the truth is we, there's, there's very significant differences amongst us. Uh, yes, we're ultimately all serving our country, but, you know, just having that conversation with somebody from another branch, you know, you were able to find some common ground with somebody. Mm -hmm. And then you hear, oh, I, li I like to help others or I like to, to do this or whatever it is that you guys have in common. Mm -hmm. uh, that's such a great piece of advice for anybody out there. If you don't have your tribe, I think it's important that you just start being active. I know I'm repeating myself, but uh, just put yourself out there and talk to others. Um, so have you guys talked? Have you, you guys been? So he, he's not, uh, he's, he's still at his duty station. <clears throat> okay. Oh, so, so he's still active. Okay. So where did you meet this guy? Yeah. So I met him at the, at the VA here in Houston. And, um, I think he's stationed in San Antonio. Okay. And so, um, he's not back yet. <clears throat> so we're, uh, we, we chit chat a little bit, but it's nothing like serious. It's just, uh, you know, seeing how, how each other's doing. So, but it's, uh, but yeah, so we're just like keeping in contact, little, just small talk. It's nothing major yet about, um, 
volunteer work and creating organizations and stuff like that. So. Excellent, man. Good for you. Um, again, I think that's, that's great that you're doing something, especially with other military uh, folk, you know, mm -hmm. because something that I know I struggled with, I'm sure you struggled with it when you got out was, you know, that need to contribute, that need to give back. Uh, it's something we're both Tony Robbins fans. So we both talk about that a lot about how human beings in general all have a need to give back and to help others. Mm -hmm. And when we're not clear on that, or we don't understand that, that that's our human need, um, it creates frustration. Mm -hmm. And I'll speak for myself. I know getting out of the military in 2014, I had a lot of frustration because I didn't have anywhere to give back. I, I had all this power and energy that, you know, I wanted to give back, but I, I had no way to, no outlet, uh, for lack of better words, to do, to do that. So it wasn't until last year I started reaching out and connecting with more veterans in the New Jersey area where I realized that I can have my need to contribute. And I think, you know, if you are a veteran who's listening to this, um, just, you know, not that you have to work with an organization per se, but just do exactly what Sergeant Castro is talking about. Just go out and start talking to people, whether it's another military veteran, whether you're going to the VA. Uh, whether you bump into somebody, you know, at, at your local target or whatever, uh, just start having a conversation because you never know where it could take you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, just start opening up dialogue with, with people, you know, <clears throat> as often as you can. Um, you'll be surprised on how much knowledge you can get from somebody, you know, like this guy that I met last night, he's going to launch a, a water company, uh, a bo water bottle distributing company. And he's launching at the beginning of this year. Um, and well, in 2000, January of 2019. And so he was already networking. So who knows where that could go, but <clears throat> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known that unless I struck conversation with him. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So something I wanted to ask you personally is, uh, what was, what would you say was your biggest challenge when you got out of the military five years ago? My biggest military transition, probably more than anything is not, I guess just not having everything figured out. <clears throat> um, developing my purpose. And I guess, I don't even know if that's military or not, but um, just personally, I'm just speaking from a personal perspective, like coming back, I didn't realize what I wanted to create, how I wanted to contribute back to society, the world, my family, how I wanted to show up with my friends, you know, what type yeah. of relationships that I wanted to have, like <clears throat> none of that was none of that was figured out. So I think to me, that was um, my toughest transition. <clears throat> Probably understanding, understanding how to apply my knowledge mm -hmm. um, to the workforce. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Like, be, you know, being a staff sergeant, like now you are at a management level. So how do I take that to the civilian world, you know? like yes. management skills 
<clears throat> um, knowing how to um, work as a team, knowing how to identify individuals and putting them in situations where they'll excel versus putting them in situations where they're going to fail, you know, things like that. So applying those things yeah, and, and understanding how to transition them from military lingo world to civilian world, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, going back to what you just said about, um, you know, was it military or was it civilian, you know, your problems or your, your adversity? Um, I think it's, it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Um, you know, when you're in the military, you kind of, everything's kind of laid out for you. You don't have to plan anything. You kind of just have to show up, do your job, um, you know, have obviously have a positive attitude. It will definitely help you. But everything's kind of, you know, in terms of having your schedule, your daily schedule laid out for you. Yes, it's your own routine. But with that being said, there's a lot of other influences, you know, mostly revolving around what the mission is, whatever your mission is at your, your base. But I think it's interesting once you come out, cause I went through the same thing. I didn't really have a plan set in stone when I got out. I kind of just, I kind of assumed everything was going to be done for me by the VA and by, you know, other military groups. And while I don't want to bash the VA and I don't want to, you know, insult other groups, but I did think there was going to be more laid out and set up for us when we got out. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, if you look at the the current veteran suicide rate, you know, a lot of that comes down to a lot of these veterans being frustrated and not understanding that there are organizations that do want to help you. Um, and they will help you. They will get you uh, whatever plan that you need. They'll help you set it up. But, you know, to tie into the beginning of the conversation with being proactive, you have to put yourself out there. It's not like in the military where everybody tells you where to go, when to tie your shoes, when to shave, when to go to this appointment or that appointment, you kind of have to start doing it your own. I like to compare it to high school, you know, when you're in high school and then you transition into college. So when you're in high school, it's like you have your set schedule, you have to show up in the morning, you leave at a certain time. You know, if you don't show up, they're going to call your parents, you're going to get in trouble. And then when you go to college, it's like, here you go. It's, you're still taking classes, you still have responsibility, but if you don't show up, nobody's going to, you're not going to get in trouble for it, you know? So there's not necessarily that, that sense of urgency kind of goes away when you transition from military to the veteran experience. And I think that's frustrating for a lot of us. I know for me it was because I always liked knowing, you know, where I had to be, what time I had to be there, who I was going to deal with. And when you don't have that kind of uh, certainty in your life, it could definitely lead to frustration and, and eventually depression even. Yeah, you actually, um, you said something that um, <clears throat> sparked a memory of mine. Military transition, I did not really know how to take accountability and be responsible for my own actions. Like, really, really. Like, I know when you're a staff sergeant, everything's your, your fault, right? <clears throat> right. It's, it was kind of like that, like taking accountability for me failing a class. I always used to blame this and that versus no matter what, it was my fault. You know, it was my fault because I did not do what I had to do to make it work, to make it happen, to make it successful. So <clears throat> that was for me is how to apply 
and and really how to develop that muscle like 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 we say how to develop the muscle of really taking on um being accountable for what you do and what you say and and taking responsibility for that yeah 100 percent agree man um you know we were talking about that that flexing that muscle before um yeah. about you know how military especially in, in the culture of being in the military you kind of have to they force you to be disciplined they force you to be able to be dependable and to be accountable because mm -hmm. if not there's going to be consequences right and we're very good at developing that muscle while we're in but then when you get out you know i think i think it's a combination of things right so i think you know how many people when you, I, I just read this funny meme yesterday that was it said you know military people talk about their time uh, or when they're getting out of the military, their separation date, the same way that people in jail talk about, you know, when are you getting out of prison? And I thought it was hysterical in, in context of, and how true it is, you know, how many people I knew and even myself when I was in, where I was like, when are you getting out, man? You know, when's your time up? Um, but with that being said, I think everything you said, you know, you nailed it in that, that accountability just goes away. And if we're not on if we're not accountable with ourselves, or if we're not, you know, making friends or building our network with others who are going to keep us accountable, um, it's just it's a bad recipe. It's a bad recipe. I mean, it's it's. I don't want to say it's always going to lead to something negative because I think some people have mastered the art of of uh, you know self ownership and and are able to kind of step back and and. I meant to say self-awareness. Um, I think that's something so many people lack because it is a discipline. Mm -hmm. And uh, something I wanted to ask you is, you know, what do you wish that you were told when you transitioned? Is there any specific piece of advice or uh, did you wish you had a certain mentor who came along and kind of, you know, made sure that your transition went a little smoother or if you could tell yourself anything when you were transitioning, what would it have been? I could tell myself anything when I was transitioning. Tough question. <laughs> yeah, I would. <clears throat> I would say probably to better um, prepare myself. Like I did. I didn't care. Like about. I didn't go to taps. I didn't do any of that. So I didn't care. All I wanted to do was just come home. So that's what I did. I skipped all of that. As soon as I could bolt, I bolted. <laughs> I jetted home. So um, I'd probably say patience. Okay. Have, have patience. Um, understand. Try to understand because it's a lot. It's a lot. Maybe, maybe talk to older veterans around, you know, like reaching out to the civilian world before getting out because there's a lot of tidbits that I'm learning now yeah. that I didn't know. And there's people in the military who won't know because they're in the military. So really reaching out to the other side, if, <clears throat> if there's, and I, I don't know, they may already have that. So I may just, you know, be singing a no tune, but for me, that's, that's what I would say. Cause I didn't care about it. So. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's like, yeah, you, it's on you because you have to be motivated to go find those resources. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, something I feel that the military needs to do better with transitioning veterans from all branches is they need to be 
putting these resources in front of people more and motivating the individual, the, the transition and veteran um, for the right reasons, you know, to, to go take action. Right. Because I think, uh, I know, you know, this is true because you and I were both military police. So there was a lot of, uh, you mentioned patience, right. And how we need yeah. to have more patience and, you know, when you're a cop, there's a lot of hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. And there's a lot of standing around and you're motivated for the wrong reasons. Um, so I think something that, you know, would be super helpful for these, for anybody transitioning is if people were putting the right resources in front of them, but also motivating them for the right reasons. Like you said, if there was older veterans around who were telling people or other veterans, not even necessarily older, but there was other veterans like you or myself who were telling people, Hey, listen, you know, this is why you need to develop some patience. This is why you need to put yourself out there more because if you don't, there are negative consequences um, in that you might not be able to get the job you want. You might not get the ideal uh, relationships or different relationships in your life that you desire or that you need to, to sustain a happy life. I think, again, I don't want to say, because I know the resources are out there. I know there's so many different groups that want to help veterans, but I think if we're not motivating them properly to go out and get the help they need, um, it's just, it's bad business for everybody, you know? Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree on that. Like just finding a way to expand your community, the community that you're about to answer to. And sometimes it's hard because you don't know what community you're going to answer, but yeah, that's, that's what I would do. It's almost like when you're trying to decide a college, you go visit college campuses, right? Yeah. And that's kind of like the easiest thing for me to to think of right now yep so yep and i'll give you a great example right now because i just got assigned uh, my first ever official mentor outside of the military uh through a, a nonprofit organization i'm going to give them a little plug real quick they're called the american courtner partnership and what they do is they supply any military veteran with a free one-year mentorship from a professional um it's Mostly run, most of the mentorships are offered by other military veterans. So, for example, the guy who I just got assigned is uh, a former Army captain of eight years. Uh, oh, he's wow. a lawyer. He owns a real estate company. Oh, wow. um, but, yeah, it's great, and it's, we're off to a great start. But, again, I, wasn't, I was never told this was never, you know, this company's been around for 20-something years, and I was never aware of it until recently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while I'm on the topic of, while we're on the topic of offering advice, uh, I, I like to tell every transitioning military vet who, who messages me or sends me a, an email to start, start on social media. You know, if you're, if you're not really sure where to start, just go make yourself a profile on preferably LinkedIn because it's very business oriented and there's a lot of veterans on there. Um, but just start putting yourself out there on social media. And, you know, because I understand that TAPS, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing you miss taps. As somebody who went through the the process, you're not you weren't missing much. You know, it's a lot of death by PowerPoint. So, yep. And there's that's resources what I out there. Yeah, and that's what I thought. And I thought it was just like a bunch a bunch of overload, really, like sensory overload. I'm like, man, like <laughs> claims and transitions and this and that. Um, yeah. So, really, just figure out what you want to do and 
follow people who are doing it already. Like ride their coattail. Like <clears throat> experience can catapult your future like big time, you know, and that's that's what I'm doing now. And 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 I see I'm starting to see how how there's already a a a, pay, a, a way that's been paved for you. You just have to follow it, you know? So Absolutely. I say it all the time in my, uh, my public speaking seminars that, uh, you know, something that will help your situation. If you're stuck and, you know, you aren't happy with where you're at in life, but mm -hmm. you know you want to get here, right? You know you want to be, whether it's a public speaker or you want to start a new career at the local water plant, whatever it is you want to do. You want to become an entrepreneur. It's right. so important that we find someone to model ourselves after. We're, again, we both listen to Tony Robbins. He talks about it all the time. Find somebody who has what you want and then just do what they did. It's that simple. Um, obviously, put your own spin on it. Don't mm -hmm. completely plagiarize them. Um, but just, you know, do what they did. Look at, and even more specifically, look at their daily habits, what they've done to position themselves as that person right? Maybe it is going to school. Maybe that is your route when you get out of the military. Um, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's a personal mentorship is what you need in your life. Uh, whatever it is or whoever has what you need, go find that person and ask them questions. And ask them what they did to become successful at it. Mm -hmm. um, so with that being said, I want to wrap this up, but I want to ask you one final question. Um, and I guess it's kind of uh, generic, but what would be the, the, the best advice you would give for anybody who is struggling right now? Uh, not just military veterans, but anybody who's struggling uh, with adversity, with depression or, or anger problems. What's the one piece of advice you would give anybody? Because I feel like you're, you're one of the most emotionally grounded persons that, uh, that I still keep in contact with. So, I, I would say write down on a piece of paper the three people that you love the most. Ooh, that's a good one. And reach out to them and share with them what you're going through, what you're thinking, even if it's unstable, if it's far left, far right, nobody gives a shit, right? <laughs> of where it is and, and what it is, just share it. And the other person on the other end will either listen, agree, or give you advice and that's it like just share what you have to say or what you're thinking to help you get through what you need to get through because it's, it's all temporary like you know I went through a divorce I don't feel the same way that I did when I was initially going through the divorce so emotions do change and um the reason why I say write down three names for the people that love you the most is because they're going to always have your best interests at heart, you know? Yes. And that, and that's the key is how do I, how do I surround myself with people that love me and want the best for me, you know? And they're the ones that are going to help you pull through the difficult shit that you go through, that we go through as people, because we all go through it. Mm -hmm. Our parents go through it, our grandparents go through it, and our children and our grandchildren will go through it. So how do you surround yourself with people that love you and you share what's going on? Don't be ashamed. I mean, <clears throat> whether it's financial struggles or whether it's uh, emotional bad breakups, um, whatever it is. It's, it's, and really, it's how you connect and engage 
with your loved ones. Like um, your relationship will change for the better when you do stuff like that, because you're actually engaged. You're not just um, isolating yourself. Like sometimes I tend to do that. Um, I tend to isolate myself. <clears throat> I haven't done it in a while because I'm consciously aware of when I'm doing it. And I find a friend to call and hang out with and do whatever I got to do to get myself out of that mind frame. You know, it's, it's, it's an automatic response that my body created when I was a kid, you know? And yes. so I'm, as I'm an adult, I'm consciously aware of it and I disrupt that, that behavior. So I do, I just do the opposite. If I'm trying to seclude myself, then I go out and find my, my best friend to hang out with. So I love that, man. It's all about staying connected with others. Right. Yeah. And, and like you said, reaching out. Mm -hmm. um, I know I have my core group of friends who whenever I'm, cause I'm, I tend to do the same thing. I think a lot of military personnel, I think a lot of men do it, you know, uh, even non-military. Um, yeah. We tend to shut down when, when something hard comes or some kind of feeling that we don't necessarily like uh, pops up, right? We all get frustrated or depressed about something. It's just a matter of, are we willing to become self-aware? I don't say, are we able to become self-aware? Because everybody's able to become self-aware, right? But yeah. are we willing to? Are we willing to take that step and to do what you said and put yourself out there with somebody? And again, I know I'm, I'm really plugging the social media thing, guys. But even if that person, you know, if you don't have anybody in your immediate area who's close to you, that's what social media is about. That's what FaceTime's for, you know? Um, there's we have a mutual friend adrian castillo who i'm yeah. giving a shout out to now who i know whenever i'm going through something tough uh i give him a call and he usually helps me sort out whatever i'm dealing with in some way yeah. so i think that that was great advice to end this on uh super happy you joined me today sergeant castro i know we we're trying to make this happen for a couple of weeks now yeah, uh i know we had some, i know we had some te uh, technical difficulties but i feel like it worked out pretty well and you're always welcome back here, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. And yeah, whatever other content topics you want to talk about, we, we, can, we can get down to business and, and, you know, and if you're watching this video, don't, you know, put a comment. Uh, if there's anything you'd like to hear or add, uh, drop it in the comment and maybe we can pick it up as a topic and, and help out wherever we can. Yes. Well, you'll definitely be returning to the Joey Utah perspective. So I love that idea, guys. If you guys want to hear us talk about anything specific next time, uh, leave it in the comments, uh, write us an email, shoot us a tweet, even though I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> it's the one social media site I'm not on. You'll have to get on Twitter then. You'll have to get on Twitter. It'll be a 2019 goal. How's that sound? Hey, that's perfect. My New Year's resolutions to get on Twitter. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, for everybody listening, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. Thanks thank again. Bye. All right. Recording.